Man Don't Know Shit. Oh, episode number 22, all the way from the London Under. We got Mr. Ben Sharp, Sharpie as we call him, all the way from uh, Melbourne. And uh, yeah, we get to catch up, I can't wait. It's been uh, too long. Uh, drummer extraordinaire, toured all over the world, uh, has been a roadie. Um, and I also wanna learn a bit about Australia, cause I'm scared, damn scared. All the shit down there wants to eat you, strangle you, sting you, poison you, and all that jazz. I wanna see if it's real or if it's just hype. So uh, yeah, don't forget there's a virtual uh, tip jar underneath this link, um, underneath this video. And uh, basically if you donate 25 cents, 50 cents, a dollar or more or anything, you become the producer of the next episode. And that's the Be A Producer program because we don't uh, you know, uh, run ads and stuff like that. Uh, we just figured it's best to you know, get support from the community and uh, thank them for it. So. That being said, the producer of this episode, episode number 22, Mr. Matthew, Matthew Seaborn. Thank you very much for your support, and let's get it on. Boom! Oh. 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 Sharpie, how you doing, my brother? What's Good to up, see man? your face. You too, it's been a long time. <laughs> now, people gotta realize you're on the other side of the world right now, all the way in Melbourne. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> what time? What, what time is it over there? It's like seven thirty here right now at night. Yeah, it's uh almost nine thirty in the morning. So, <laughs> well, good morning, sir. Thank you. Yeah, good afternoon to you. <laughs> <laughs> right, you got a coffee going there? Well, I did have a coffee. Yeah, oh, it's all good. But I've got uh, this as well. So, I just good. learned one of the things about Melbourne is uh, they say it's the ca uh, what coffee capital of the world or something like that. Yeah, it's known for like coffee snobs and like the, a lot of cafes and stuff um yeah it's cool <laughs> there's some good coffee I, here i just love coffee <laughs> i'm not a coffee snob or anything because like i'm the guy that even stops on the road like at the cheap gas station and get the coffee there and puts no milk or sugar in it yeah. just to see how bad we can get you know <laughs> i always just tell the boys it's classic <laughs> it is you're right you're right exactly but there's this thing here where like it's yeah i don't know gas station coffees people don't really like it, I guess, but man, whatever. <laughs> man, man, it's wild. You grew up in Australia, right? Yep. So I was born and raised in Melbourne. Um, yeah. So this is my, my town. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really cool because it's one of the places I, I, I've always wanted to go and I never have went. I mean, like we hear the horror stories, like, you know, I'm, I'm scared of everything like that bites or stings or anything like that. But you grew up in Melbourne, so you weren't really where all the killer shit is, right? <laughs> uh, yeah right i mean there are some snakes here and you can get sharks at the beach but i mean most of the stuff that's really bad is probably up north and in the outback as well so like yeah melbourne's like right in the south so it gets cold here um i mean right now it's winter right so it's you know you're not really going to see a snake or anything like that but yeah, i mean there's a, the odd shark attack but yeah up north. well you you've lived montreal winters though it's nothing compared to yeah. that <laughs> no nah, man nothing nothing <laughs> i mean it's yeah it just rains a bit and it's that's it i mean it's nothing compared to that nothing have you ever actually seen a shark like when you go to the beach or anything like that um once once but that was from like the the shoreline it wasn't actually in the water so right, right. and you still got back in the water after that 
no no they wouldn't let you out now man so when they see a shark like they close the beach that's it until it's gone <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean like even like weeks after i'd be like oh Fuck yeah all yeah that shit, man. <laughs> yeah yeah definitely of course <laughs> i mean everything like most of the major cities are based around the water right so it's everything's based around the beach and then it's hot a whole lot of the time here. So yeah, of course, straight back in the water. Like as soon as they say the shark's gone, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's wild, man. Have you ever been to the Outback? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I, I actually really like it. Like, uh, it was this almost this time last year, me and my wife, we went to a place called Darwin, which is like the very, very North of Australia. Um, and, from there like it's a it's a city yeah it's a city and then from there you can go to the outback so we stay in the outback for a week and it, dude, it's awesome so good and nothing and tried I mean, to kill you no no like we saw snakes we saw like you know kangaroos wild pigs all that sort of stuff but like no nah, we're pretty pretty all right nothing tried to get us but it's 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 like compared to where i am in melbourne it's another world man it's like another country up there like it's yeah. so different but it's awesome Awesome. That's wicked. It's definitely one of the places I'd like to go, but I'd be terrified. I really would. I'd be like, you know, looking over my, my my shoulders, you know, like it's a gang behind me or something every five seconds. Yeah, I mean, like in the outback as well, we've got dingoes, so like they're basically wild dogs too. So, gotta be careful. Do they hunt in packs? Like, like I was on the beaches in Portugal, and when you heard dogs, it was not a good thing. It wasn't like, hey, come here, puppy, let's play. Yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, you got to be careful because there's usually if you see one, there's usually a couple somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, n- but, nice brains took. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's an old one actually. Now it's had it for a while. <laughs> well, you went on the road with the brains. Yeah. Didn't, uh, didn't you like to tour manage or, or go on tour with them or something like that? Yeah. I went on the, out of the, out in the dark cycle. So it was like, I dr- helped them drive and I did birch and bits and pieces, you know, <laughs> basically <laughs> hang out and have a, <laughs> yeah, voting for them. And it was really it was a really good tour. That was that was a lot of fun. That was a Canadian one, right? Yeah. So you guys were on a few shows and that. Yeah, you were. Oh, was that the we, same tour I was on? But I think I'm pretty sure we met you guys uh, at Amigos in, I want to say. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah, yeah. In Winnipeg. Saskatoon? Or Saskatoon. I can't remember exactly. I mean, hell, I yeah. basically can't. I don't remember mm. shit these days. It's really funny. <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah, it's all coming yeah. back to me now. Mm, yeah, and we we had um, the Mexican guys, Lost Country Monkeys, on that that run as well, which is really cool. Yeah, Wicked Band, Wicked Band. Yeah, all the way from mm. Mexico. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> I got to get yeah. him on the show, man. He's a great dude. They're all awesome. They're all such nice guys, and like they're just so much fun to be around. And to yeah, it was really good <laughs> now you did that that gig uh, uh being a roadie and just you know hanging out and going on tour and stuff but you've been on tour quite a lot yourself though i mean yeah. uh, mostly playing drums though you're, you're a hell of a drummer yeah. i just yeah. saw a video of you playing live uh, like a couple of days ago i was like oh my god that's right that's just i forgot oh, i really? played with them too yeah yeah <laughs> cool yeah actually yeah. supposed to be on the road right now but uh we in Victoria, which is like the state where Melbourne is, we're on stage for lockdowns, so that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, that, I was going to ask about that, like, uh, you know, what's going on with that? What tour is that that you, you get that got cancelled? So I, I played it well since I got back to Melbourne from Montreal. I, I joined a band here playing drums uh, called the Ramshackle Army, and we recorded uh, End of January I love that this name. year. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Celtic punk, like Dropkick Murphys style stuff. It's a lot of fun and. 
Yeah, we recorded in January in Melbourne and we had planned to launch, like we released in May and then tour June, July, August. Um, we we're going to do, I think, like 10, 12 shows in total, like up the coast of, well, up the East Coast of Australia. And yeah, we, we put it off. We decided, we called it, we're like, okay, well, this isn't going to happen now. So we actually put it off until October, but now we're in the stage four restrictions, which is not going to end until mid-September. So we're actually putting it off again. So it's not happening until we're rebooking it now for Feb, Feb March next year. Yeah, it's funny. It's all in stages. I was talking to other guys in other bands, obviously, and uh, that yeah. you know, same type of thing. We push back. We have a couple of November shows booked right now. Whether they happen okay. or not, or get pushed back again, who knows? But you keep doing that, right? Like shows are getting canceled. You book farther out. You wait. Then you're like, we don't know if it'll happen or not. Then you know they get canceled. You book farther out. <laughs> yeah, that's the frustrating thing. It's just like I just want to be on the road doing this, and it's just like, can we do this? Like, is it even possible? And like we thought. October might happen and then this stage four happened and then we're like oh we kind of held on for as long as we could like no it's not gonna happen now like two three yeah, weeks man. after stage four ends in Victoria there's no hope we're gonna be out of trouble because like all the other states right are closing their borders in Australia so like Queensland uh the Northern Territory Western Australia they're all closed so we can't actually go there anyway like even if it's okay here for now the borders are shut so we're kind of stuck in Vic <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, it, it's weird, you know, because like most most of my friends play in bands and stuff. So all my all my friends are all down right now, and you know, yeah. talking about where they're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it sucks. It's really tough. But I mean, we'll get there. How's it How's it going there? Like I hear it's 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 not too bad now, right? Like it's it's everything's starting to. Yeah, it's up and down. It's up and down. Nobody really knows because they change their story every goddamn day. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but I mean, yeah. supposedly on Thursday, schools are opening and all the kids are going back to school. And some no people are happy about it. Other people are terrified about it. You know, you mm-hmm. can't judge anybody because, you know, with we, I mean, everybody's been bombarded since the start of this whole bitch, you know, about like, you know, what's right, what's wrong, going too far, not going far enough you know, getting con- con- contradicting information from anywhere. You can't blame anybody for having a different opinion than what you have. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, I, I put a post on Facebook the other day. I'm like, you know, I want to hear your opinions, but I don't want to hear you answering to other people's opinions because that pushes people away. I just want to hear everybody's opinion, really. You know, and, and that, that, that was kind of interesting. And mm-hmm. uh, one person actually messaged me and thanked me for going about it in that way because, like, it gets to a certain point where it's like, nobody has a fucking idea. And if you tell me that you're right, well, you, you know, somebody else saying the opposite is going to say they're right too. You know, yeah. they're, they're, there's no getting yeah. to the bottom of this. Everybody's just trying to get through it. But here, yeah. I mean, it's starting to loosen up. We'll see in a couple of weeks if, you know, the school thing goes through because, like, mm. a lot of people are upset because they're not uh, good. The youth aren't going to be wearing masks in class. And, oh, and so the, the, they're scared that it just becomes an incubator and kind of like a, uh, you yeah. know, a herd, a herd mentality mm. strategy thing going on. So it, it, it'll be, we'll see in a couple of weeks. But right now, I mean, we're steady around maybe 60 something, 70 cases, I guess, a day, you know? So it, it's oh, still up there. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's way better than it was. Yeah. But yeah. they keep talking. They've been talking about a second wave since the start of this whole thing, right? But I mean, again, what's what? What's what? You know, just keep booking and postponing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's what, like, here, like, <laughs> It's funny because like when this whole thing started, like where I am in Melbourne, in Victoria, we, we had the lowest numbers out of everybody in Australia. Yeah? 
and then it started to really, everyone started to really get the numbers down and all these restrictions were getting taken away. Then all of a sudden, Melbourne and, well, Victoria, but Melbourne in especially just, it went through the roof, man. We're getting like 800 a day at one point. And then that's when they put Oof. us into stage four. But it sounds like, well, I don't know how, how to, you know, if you can believe this or not, but it sounds like there was a few people that got, you know, positive results and didn't do the right thing, didn't stay home, went to work and that sort of thing. And it kind of just went from there. So. Yeah. I went for takes off, but I mean, Melbourne's a really big city. I mean, like really large, isn't it? Like three, 4 million people or something. I think it's about two, two and a half. We're getting there. Okay. Like we're almost bigger than Sydney now. Like Sydney's always been the biggest city here, but right. we're about to, in terms of population anyway, we're about to take, we'll take Sydney which is pretty surprising because Sydney is like in terms of the city is actually bigger as well in terms of mm-hmm. space, but Melbourne's just, yeah. But, but it's crazy. The reason I say that is just because like, you know, going back to COVID or whatever, like in really large cities, I'm always worried. Like, you know, when something big happens, like you're opening up the schools this week and stuff, you know, like if it snowballs out of control, it'll be hard to get that back, you know, yeah. just, just because it's so large. You know, yeah. Hey, I, I saw that Melbourne was voted the second most livable city in the world. Who's yes. the first? <laughs> it was somewhere. It was um. It was somewhere in Austria. Was number one this this time, but there's been a couple of years before that where Melbourne got number one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I is can sense the, the pride. <laughs> oh yeah, well the, the best thing is about that though. The best thing about it is is that you just because there's this rivalry between Melbourne and Sydney, right? So. It's Sydney always gets like number five, number six. So it's just so good to rub it in. in <laughs> I, I love good friendly rivalries, you know? Like yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> Except yeah. when it comes to hockey. Oh. Okay. Cause then the, the friendly part of the rivalry just goes out the window, you know? <laughs> That's just serious, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, there's a lot of sports in, in Melbourne as well, right? That was the other thing I, I was checking in, but what's the biggest sport there? Is it rugby or? Nah, nah. So... In Melbourne or in Victoria, it's it's Australian rules football, so AFL. Um, so it's just like a, an Australian version of, of football, basically. Um, you have like a, an oval ball and it's kind of, you've got posts and you kick it between and shit like that. That's super popular here. Um, rugby, not, not too bad. Soccer is not too bad as well. And basketball, but definitely, definitely Aussie rules is the... The thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, when it comes to Aussie rules, the first thing that comes to mind, I mean, it's interesting because, like, I, I think Australia always has this reputation of being, like, a bit, you know, rough and tumble and stuff, you know, like, we're tougher. There's a lot of that mentality, or at least that's portrayed, you know, through the, <laughs> the, the media and films and stuff like that. Maybe it's really like that. I don't know. I've never been there. i got to come see you. But yeah. uh, <laughs> Absolutely. We know the shit's over. <laughs> but rugby rules basically just means it's more violent than other places, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess so. it's kind of it used to be super violent and used to be super tough but there's a lot more rules in place now for it but yeah it's definitely it's a rough sport like there's lots of tackling and and, and stuff so yeah did you yeah. ever play sports or get into sports uh, growing up yeah i played a lot of basketball um, no i did try yeah yeah it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. great um i did try afl but I don't know. It wasn't really for me. It was too small, maybe. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, basketball was the main one. I used to swim a lot as well. Um, I did do for a while there flying trapeze too at, at a thing called Circus Oz. I was doing like classes there a couple of times a week doing that, which was cool. 
You're a psycho. You're talking about yeah. the things where you're flying through the air yeah. and then yeah, you yeah, fall yeah, and you yeah. die. No, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did that for a while and uh yeah. That was the the main main sports. I did basketball was the big one though, growing up for sure. It's funny, one of the reasons I, I bring in sports, I don't often talk about sports, but I was talking to a lot of uh musicians lately and stuff and you know, talk about how physical it is being on the road and playing, especially if you're like playing night after night type thing. And, and a lot of uh, dudes do try to get, you know, into different sports stuff just to, to stay fit because it's it's so demanding yeah. playing on stage. You know, yeah. I often say, like, just cardio-wise, like, you know, bouncing around, singing, <laughs> jumping, and being all stupid and shit. It takes a lot of energy. It does. It does. It does. It definitely does. And it's good to keep or do something on the side to keep, I guess, somewhat fit and strong in a way. So, yeah. It's yeah, man. No, <laughs> you you've been on tour before with other bands as well. You used to play uh, in the Resignators, yeah, ska band out of Australia. Did you play in other bands as well? Yeah, played in quite a few. So I mean, the the Resignators was the one I guess where I did the most touring, like overseas and here. Um, but I played in a psychedelic band for a while. I played in a couple of metal bands early on too. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. A couple of like straight kind of straight punk kind of bands. Um, yeah which is cool. So I've, I've always, you know, since I really started playing drums, I've always had, well, most of the time had, you know, a band to play with and stuff like that. So yeah, it's been cool. And a lot of touring around, especially Australia. Well, when you were in, in the Resignators, you went over the ocean as well, right? Yeah. So we went, well, we did Canada quite a bit. We did the States. We did Europe a couple of times. Um, a lot of stuff here too. Like we played in a lot of places in Australia that a lot of bands don't usually go. Like, I guess some rural places and places like far north as well, which would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but a lot of, lot of touring, which has been good. Those types of shows are usually the best anyway. Everybody <laughs> knows it. Like, it's fun playing the big show in the city and stuff like that. But, I mean, you know, the, the Tuesday Saturday slash Saturday night parties are always the best, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> and they're, they're always the ones that are out of town. <laughs> you go to these towns and they don't really get a lot of this stuff. I'm like, oh, wow, like a band from Melbourne's coming to play in this, like, small town in North Queensland. It's like everyone comes out it's, it's cool it's really cool <laughs> absolutely but you, you work a day job there as well yeah so I, at the minute yeah so we're actually working from home right now which is cool um so we don't need to go anywhere um <laughs> nice. but that's kind of i guess it's cool to to do that for, for the time being and, and you know have something to do and then it's it's it's, it's cool work so yeah, yeah. what kind of work you're doing so I, I actually work for, well, I'm helping, initially when I got the job, we were helping people that were going through kind of like domestic violence and, and things like that to help them escape and, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But now it's, it's now with COVID, it's more turned into really focused on COVID. So helping people kind of uh, get through that if they're, if they're struggling like financially, whatever it might be. Um, so that's been the focus now. Are you talking on a counseling level? Sort of, sort of. Um, it's actually like a, the, the thing I work for was like, a, it's a part of, it's actually part of a bank, to be honest with you. It's kind of like an offshoot of that, but we're kind of like this, this team that works specifically with this kind of cases. So we can actually sort of uh, fund people money if they need to escape from, from domestic violence or if they need like a money for, they've actually escaped, they need money for a bond, things like that. And that that's amazing. I don't know. I, I'm kind of like in shock that the bank is funding money for ladies in an abusive relationship to escape. I, like, yeah. I, I can't even fathom a bank here doing something like that. <laughs> and maybe they do, I don't want to sound like a dick. I just don't know, but I don't, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's, it's, 
I think it's relatively new here as well, but it is pretty full on to be honest with you. And that's mainly based around COVID now. Um, and we can refer them on to other places as well. And if they need help with like, if, I don't know, they've got like a homeload or something, you can refer them on to somebody else. And yeah, it's, it's pretty full on. It's, it's interesting. And I kind of just fell into it when I came back and it's kind of stuck with it for now. And yeah. yeah. Well, that's wicked. It's funny. I often, I, I, I see as well, like a lot of musicians that do social type work. Is why hmm. I, I think you know maybe the artist side of being a musician sometimes leans towards you know the helping professions as well. You know I, I don't know I think there might be some kind of correlation in there uh, somewhere. Mm, yeah, I think it's cool. It's it's it, I, I mean you do social work right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. See yeah. so, yeah, I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so does Chris Raz. He, he works for the old brewery uh, missionary. He was I'm not sure if he still is. I think he is. Yeah, you know Chris Raz, right? He was playing with uh, Lorraine. Uh, from the Kingpins there, uh, playing mm. the ska. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, it's funny you get to jump back over to music because that's what we do is we just jump all over the place here. Yeah. yeah. Now, <laughs> you, grew up, you grew up and you ended up playing in punk bands, metal bands, rockabilly bands, psychobilly bands, and ska bands. Yeah. <laughs> that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> what Great. got you into drums to start with, though? Um... So I started drums when I was in primary school, which I think is elementary school for you. Yeah. Um, so my cousin, who's like two years older than me, he's like real into music as well. And I remember he started playing drums and like, he was kind of the, at the time, the person that I really looked up to. And I was like, oh man, he's like the coolest thing ever, you know, <laughs> this older cousin <laughs> who's doing all this, this rad shit. And he, I remember we used to like, when, when it was like school holidays, we used to stay at each other's places for like a week or whatever as like a you know, I mean, to get away or whatever. And I went to his place one day and he got a drum kit. And I just, I, I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. And he started playing and that was kind of it. So I went home and I was like, man, I'd like bugging my parents. Like I have to get drum lessons. That was the coolest thing I've ever seen. And then it ended up happening. I started getting some like pretty casual lessons, like once a week. And then going into high school, started to get a little bit more serious and got my first kit. And it just kind of snowballed from there. Well, like cool. stylistically, what was the first thing you got into? Um, do, you, do you remember? Band, yeah, of course. Absolutely. So around that time that my cousin had the kit, um, he, <laughs> he was playing, he was a big Slipknot fan, right? So that, that self-titled Slipknot album came out, I think, kind of around that time as well. And, or just before then. And he was like trying to play on the drums, like stuff off that. And so that was a big influence. And then... Yeah, we listened to a bit of Slipknot. And then I actually, the first band I was ever in, we basically were just like a Blink-182 band. So like pop punk sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it's kind of this mixture of like listening to this Slipknot album with like Sun 41, Blink-182, Melancholy. How the hell stuff. did you get into Ska? <laughs> That's what the people want to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ska was pretty, I don't know, I guess it was, it was a really cool thing. Like listening to all that pop punk and stuff. And I remember Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. There was yes. Goldfinger, and then there was, um, I'm pretty sure it was Pro Skater 3 that had Lewis and Jake. So they had that, all my best friends are metalheads, you know? And I was like... Terry Coburn, you're going to have to answer it. Was it Pro Skater 3? Pretty sure. My buddy Terry 3. played them all. <laughs> <laughs> and then Pro Skater 2 had Goldfinger, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, so because of that, I was like, oh this band kind of sounds like a pop punk band, but they've got horns. Like, what's this about? Is this just like a once-off song where they've gone, oh, let's get some horns in or something? And that's when I got Hello Rockview. And every song had horns. So I was like, oh shit, so this is a thing. And it just kind of <laughs> happened from there. So, yeah. That's, and then, then, just, then you fell in with the Resignators. 
yeah, a bit after that. Yeah, yeah, like listening to Scar and stuff. It was funny because like when I I played in this pop punk band and it kind of you know folded and I came into this like I guess heavier hardcore band and started playing metal. But when I was playing in these heavier bands, I was still listening to Scar and like <laughs> punk rock and stuff. Like I was listening to a bit of heavy stuff too, but I was really into Scar. And then I was playing this heavier band and it kind of folded, I guess. And then that's when it kind of at the time that folded, I fell into designators. So. Yeah. yeah, it's a wild ride. This thing called life and music, eh? <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was really cool, and that happened. And I remember, like, the first jam I had with them was in like this, this shitty garage, <laughs> and it was the day that I met Benji. And, yeah, man. I mean, like Benji had just joined before I did. And I met obviously the resident these guys, but Jono came that day too. So that's the day that Jono played with us as well, and it kind of all just happened together, and we all. Yeah, played. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's awesome. Now with Ramshackle, you you guys just finished recording, is that right? Yes. So we recorded at the end of January. It's getting we kind of everything slowed down because of you know COVID, but like it's getting mastered right now. Um, and it's we're aiming to have it out, I guess January, but we'll we'll see because we're kind of like tossing up in the air if we put it out before then. So because we're going to do it on like a, a ten inch and as well and digitally, so we're kind of tossing up whether we put it out you know before then or we'll see but yeah it's definitely going to be out the next and at the end of this year start of next year it'll, it'll be there so you're gonna have to send me a vinyl yeah for sure absolutely absolutely and it's i'm excited for it like it's kind of it's a bit different i guess to the older stuff ramshackle did like it's yeah i, I don't know it, it's, it's it's cool i enjoyed doing it and the guy we did it with was a fucking legend like he's one of the best sound dudes in melbourne he's got an awesome studio in south melbourne so yeah it was just a really fun fun time and yeah good so that's a full-length uh, album no it's, it's only going to be six songs nice it's nice like nice nice yeah 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 I, well you know what like with covid and stuff like because it's going to come out basically when hopefully you guys can start doing shows good again so it's good to get something out right away man yeah, I, I totally yeah, get yeah. that yeah yeah so i just want to get it out it feels like yeah, it's just going so slow since I guess kind of everything happened, which is fair enough. But at the same time, it's just like shit. Just want to get this stuff happening and get out and play it. But because there's a couple of tracks on it, we we never played live. Like we're just kind of waiting till it came out. And yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> I totally yeah. understand that excitement. It, it's fucked up because for for us, like our album wasn't that old when this thing uh, all hit, you know. And we were mm. had tours planned and booked and everything. Mm. We're playing down in the states and this kind of thing and uh you know once it shut down you're like okay maybe a month two months like at the start you know i didn't think it was gonna last this this long at all yeah. then finally i was talking with matt and we're just like man maybe it's time to start writing songs again because by the time it's all over even if the album wasn't that old when covid started not touring the whole time it's weird just to pick pick up after you know they yeah. you know because the album you know by then it'll be out for probably like two years you know <laughs> or, or something <laughs> yeah. like that so yeah so we, we slowly starting to, to to write some songs i got about five six are on the roll yeah yeah it's time to start hitting that yeah. button for sure yeah. it's funny you're talking about the jamming in the garages and stuff man the memories just like whenever somebody says that I just flash back to those days so much. Those are some of the best days in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you ever meet, uh, did you know, uh, ever meet my brother Stu? He plays with uh, the Peelers. He ran a bar called the Old Orchard. He worked for Bose. Possibly. I know I did. 
I was on the road a little bit with the Planet Smashers and the Peelers played a couple of gigs on that short run. So I, I may have met him. Like I did see the Peelers. So, but, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah because yeah. I, he and I, you know, grew up and started playing together. And man, living in the country, we didn't have a garage. We had a fucking barn. <laughs> we found old animal skulls would put up on the fucking railing of the barn. And, you know, we literally played like, you know, where straw and shit like that was. <laughs> but it was awesome. Wow. That's I cool. love those yeah. days, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun, yeah. Jamming for houses sure. and the garages and stuff. And, yeah. Well, it's funny because I like, you know, like some people have just kind of like enjoyed those moments so much that they end up doing it for the rest of their life. Mm. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I remember like right from the get-go, I knew like I'd always be playing because that was the best feeling in the world to me, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah. it usually starts in a garage or in a barn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barn, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. Does Ramshackle a tour at all? Like, have, have you, uh, they had a chance to leave Australia? Yes. So before I was in the band, um, they actually did a tour of the States with Dropkicks, Ooh. which was pretty cool for them. I think they only did uh, the West Coast. That's so they did, this, they did these like fucking arena shows in the States with, you know, Jockey Murphy's, which is pretty cool. Um, and they'd go and actually play in Montreal. Um, they played at the Fatel uh, a while ago. So it was, it was a few years ago. It's crazy. But yeah, they've, they've done like the kind of North America thing. Um, a little bit of Canada, I think maybe Toronto and Montreal. And that's probably it. Uh, Does but, that mean there's a chance after all this that uh, you're going to hit the road and come over to North America again? Hopefully, I'd love to. I'd love to. We're trying to tear up Europe, actually, but I mean, on that so fell through as well. But yeah, we kind of just want to get this shit out and then just just go with it. So I'd love to again. Yeah, definitely. Oh definitely. man, I feel like. I mean, you, you know, you're you're one of these guys. You entered Montreal, hung out for a while, and then everybody found a new best friend. You know what I mean? Like whenever I hear your name, it's always like, oh man, I miss Sharpie. You know? Yeah, I know. It's it was it was tough leaving. Really was, uh, but well, how long were you in Montreal? Because you were there for quite a while. Yeah, so I guess it was a total of nearly two years. Um, so yeah. it was like almost it was like two one year stints, almost or just under one year. So yeah, yeah. Could you could you see yourself doing that again? Uh, maybe <laughs> it'd be cool. <laughs> like I do, I do miss it, but <laughs> we got to bro down, nude. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I do I do think about Montreal a lot and you guys a lot. Like I do miss you guys for sure. It's yeah, being as far and like, you know, with all this shit going on too, like it's pretty crazy. Yeah, man. Well I guess they're just gonna have to get back on the road then, brother. Hey, mm -hmm. listen, it's so fantastic to see your face, my man. And uh, <laughs> I know that everybody sends their love, everybody's saying hi, you know, mm -hmm. just never change and uh, drop us a line anytime, all right? I'm happy yeah. to see you're well. Keep your uh, ladies <laughs> safe, and I hope you're all doing great, man. Peace you out, too, brother. Man. Thanks, dude. Talk to you soon. <laughs> yeah, man. Love ya. Oh! 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 Oh!